You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Episode 43, Heart and Soul Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We did one of those uh, recordings where we've already had the interview, so we've actually already been talking for a while. Also, it's episode 44. Also, it's episode 44, which is pretty cool. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you said 43. Did I? Yeah. It's okay. Oh, episode 44. I don't even know without looking, so. <sighs> Gosh, I'm so bad with numbers. Last week was amazing. We got really good feedback off of the one yes, with Meredith. Yes, Meredith is so dope. She's awesome. She's so good. And um, yeah, I had a lot of soul girls even talking to me about um, really? little nuggets that she shared. And it was definitely transformative. So we'll have to have her back. Yeah. For sure. It was great. Um, we just interviewed Kevin Titus Kleitschus. Yep. Um, with Kevin Titus Photo. And he is a photographer um, and a brander and an educator. And it was really an amazing interview and our first guy guest. Yeah, our first male outside of our guest, husbands. Outside of our husbands and Troy. And Troy, who is our On third our husband. Yeah. yeah. Um so I don't know. We we always said we were gonna kinda keep this like for women, but if it's for women that doesn't necessarily mean we can't still provide value with, you know, really knowledgeable people that we find yeah he um, had a, inspiring he has a lot of good nuggets for women and for believing in yourself and feeling empowered and I think that that can be obviously applied to the human race in yeah. general but I think yeah. it'll still be super beneficial for it was awesome I feel listeners. like it was a like an online webinar or something it really was like, I was, was like so oh, good. I, I was telling and you'll hear this in the interview it's like be on Oprah yeah we have like aha moments that's where I felt like we were at this whole yeah. entire interview. He's very well-spoken. Very well-spoken. So he'll be on in just a quick second. But before that, let's talk about our happies and crappies. Yeah. You want to start it out? Actually, let's do the review of the week. Review first. of the week. Thank you, guys. We got a couple of reviews in we this We did. Week. I saw that. And again, we have a goal for reaching 200 by The end of the year, 2020. So we're at 172 right now. We appreciate your help. And if you want to hit pause... Hit that five star and leave us a quick little review. Mm-hmm, you, it mm-hmm, would really mean the mm-hmm. world to us. So. Yeah, no shame. Shameless living. All right, so this one is called Lover, all caps, by Kate K123. I loved this one. I know. Lover, T-Swift, of this podcast. I hope you sang that. But which way? Lover, lover. lover. Wait, that <laughs> was not bad. it. <laughs> That's not that song. It's lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wait, let's harmonize. Lover. Not it. <laughs> We'll we try again Christmas time. lights on sound January. <laughs> All right, read All right. <laughs> Okay, this review says, "What are you currently binging? This podcast. I'm all caught up and need to go back and re-listen to all the episodes. Thank you for giving us tangible advice weekly to apply in all areas of our lives. I've never been to Wilmington, but plan to visit just to be a part of Seoul." That's ah! really cool. That is really cool. I'm currently engaged and feel so blessed to have found these girls during this season of my life. You two are making an impact in God's kingdom and have inspired me to do the same. Here's to reaching 200 reviews by the end of the year. You got this. Thanks. That was <laughs> All really of that so was sweet. so nice. Like touched on everything, everything to just tug on our hearts. I mean, even Taylor Swift. That's when I know. you know she's a true listener. Mm. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We seriously love these reviews and we get like V giddy. Yeah, like teary eyed. Like, well, Chelsea gets teary eyed. -eyed. I'm like, ah, emojis. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Okay, let's move into your happies and crappies. Um, Yeah, so happies and crappies. Um, I honestly don't really have a crappy, which is a great thing. My happy is, and this sounds bad, but it's not. We have had guests. The happy was we had guests all of October, but the other happy right now is that they're all gone and we have our house back. So for the last four weeks, it's been someone staying with us, Mm -hmm. which was so great. But now it's nice to have our space back. back Yeah, Yeah. and be back in our routine and have dinner on the couch and do our nightly, you know, things. Yeah. So. Nice. That sounded really, like, sexual, and it wasn't. When I said nightly things, I really just meant, like, watching friends on the TV and bringing yeah. our food over there. I mean, yeah, that's what I was picturing, because I know you guys. I digress. <laughs> what about you? Um, actually, sadly, I have, like, multiple crappies. Uh-huh. Um, one last week, I guess it was, like, in this in the same week since the last podcast, but if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw my um, debacle with my, my brunch did you see that? No. The leaf? The salad leaf? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. I had gone and grabbed a quick bite to eat on my <laughs> way back from taking a class at the studio, and I didn't eat breakfast that day, so I was, like, so starving that I was I actually started eating it on the way home, and I had gotten a slice of quiche and some salad, like a side salad on the side. And so I was literally like eating some of the greens with my hands on the way home because I was that hungry. And then I would finish the rest when I got back to the house. And when I did that, one of the final remaining leaves had this like funky-ish on it. I don't know what the heck it was. It looked like bug larva. Ew. Like stuck on one of the like undersides of the leaf. And it grossed me out. I got like sick to my stomach immediately because I had already eaten almost all of it. Um called the restaurant they didn't really care they just said that it was sourced locally and it sometimes happens they're like yeah we get it from a local farm so it's like straight from nature and you know we do the best we can but that's bound to happen I was like "Mm, okay (laughs) well that's a really interesting response yeah I was very shocked because it's really good food but anyway um so I posted an Instagram story about it and my phone blew up all day because it definitely was bug larva. Um Ew. And everyone was very concerned for my safety so I really appreciate you guys. Uh I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I live. <laughs> my other crappy is I woke up this morning and my stomach hurt yeah. so bad that actually it started last night but then I was able to sleep and I got up and I was so in so much pain like it I felt like post. it was like it wasn't really like um, stomach pain. It was like intestinal pain, like gas, but like yeah. really painful, like wasn't moving. It's not like you can just be like, oh, let it out. Like it was just in there moving around. That's how I feel every day with my gas It issues. was really, really bad. Like I couldn't even walk mm-hmm. without being in excruciating pain. And so I had to ask Macy to teach my class for me, which I hated. But I was like, I really, I like, I can't even walk right now. Aww. It's still kind of there a little bit, but not bad. So I took some medicine put a heating pad on my belly and like lay That's down so for a weird. couple hours. It was really strange. Um, I had more dairy than usual yesterday. So I feel like it could be that. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So today I haven't had any and I'm probably going to just like not have dairy for the next few days and see if that helps mm-hmm. it su- subside a little bit. Um, Drink tons of water. Been drinking a lot of water. Yeah. This coffee had uh, oat milk in it instead, which I'm sure coffee doesn't help, but like I need it. Sometimes so. coffee helps get things out of your stomach. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I had ginger tea all morning though. So okay. that water, some pills and a... Uh, it did the trick, at least to be able to like be here today. <laughs> did the dirty. Um, so yeah, and then um, kind of happy transitioning to or crappy transitioning to happy was like I was kind of going through creatively a weird funk this last week or so. Like I don't know, as entrepreneurs, you just kind of like have really great weeks, and then somewhere you literally question everything that you do, and you can very easily get into a dark place mentally um but my happy is that I was really able to like transition out of that this week and I'm feeling very like refreshed excited about things um and ready to like jump into the workshop and just there's a lot of ideas that I have that now I'm like ooh, I'm in that stage of like having ideas and implementing them and not just questioning right that's good Um, but, you know, that's a natural yep. ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. We, we talked about that in this episode. Yeah. Um, and then other happy was Friday night. We had a sushi making party. Yeah, that was for awesome. Jordan's birthday. Jordan's birthday is Halloween. So we had a little costume party at our house. And we've never made sushi before. But we decided we were going to have a sushi making party. Mm-hmm. And had a bunch of friends over, including Catherine. It was so fun. Meredith was there with her guy. Yep. Um, Macy and Troy and some of our other friends. And it was a blast. Everyone it was so had fun. So much fun, like making their own sushi, and some were better than others. But Mine was the worst, but it was a, so much fun. Um, and then later in the night, Jordan broke out his new saxophone, mm-hmm. which he decided to buy with a Costco gift card that we got from our honeymoon. <laughs> Classic Costco buy. And he was just like so excited about this saxophone, which I find so incredibly cute. And he's like fixed on teaching himself how to play. He's just like had this fascination with sax for a really long time. And uh, I remember like when we first started dating, I had given him one of my old guitars because he thought he was going to maybe teach himself that. And he's like, no, sax is a little more like attainable I think and I was like all right if you think so sax is more attainable than a yeah, guitar so he broke it out the other night and it was hilarious because he does not know what he's doing yet but um he'll get there he will and he's putting a lot of hard work into it so far and so speaking along those lines I'm going to give him our new code from one of our newest sponsors so that he can log on and that's start actually using ideal classes so Heart and Soul today is actually brought to you guys by Skillshare. Yeah, Skillshare is an online learning community. It's an app where, well, it's an app or a desktop site where you can go on and literally take any class about anything. They have dozens of like creative and entrepreneurial skills, which is obviously niche, niche to yes. our um, podcast. And then they also have everything from like one time I took a lettering class um when I first moved this is like such a side note but when I first moved to Wilmington I like didn't have like a ton of friends (laughs) so I was like single and like just learning this city and I was also it was a super anxious time in my life so I decided that something I always heard that color book like coloring was like good form of therapy yeah so I decided I was gonna learn how to do lettering 
like and calligraphy lettering? yeah like calligraphy lettering and I got this like sketch pad and I would just letter from my room at night and it really helped my anxiety and the first class I took was on Skillshare that's amazing yeah so this was like back in 2015 yeah and then I ended up being able to use those skills and I did lettering for weddings for like six months yeah you have really good stuff yeah I so this 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 um, app and online program, it really does teach you so many different things and gets you outside of your comfort zone. I never thought I would be a letterer. Yeah. Um, I was never creative or artsy. And so being able to learn a skill like that and then sell my work and yeah. use it, that was, I don't know, that was just amazing. So Skillshare literally has any class that you are looking for. And I love that it, it like breaks up the courses into the segments so you can actually see. Like, yeah, okay. you can like go through and filter like what you're interested in. Um, and they have all these categories and then that breaks down. It's mm-hmm. really cool. And even like within the video itself, it'll be like, all right, minute three to five is intro to lettering. And then, you know, five to seven is this mm-hmm. specific type of lettering or whatever it might be. It's very efficient. Very efficient if you're just looking for a particular thing. So... Um, yeah, and I'm you know, for you guys to use it, and like listening to us, you know that we're entrepreneurs, so we're always about learning new skills, and we talk about in this interview coming up how life just ebbs and flows, and so this is a really good resource for people to use to keep learning lifelong skills yeah. that are important to you. So, our listeners are going to get a very special deal for Skillshare. You um, are going to be able to get two months. Free. Unlimited. Unlimited Skillshare, unlimited classes, um, just for our heart and soul listeners. So two months of unlimited access to over thousands of classes for absolutely free. Um, Skillshare has millions of students that are already on, so join them um, and sign up using our website, which is Skillshare.com backslash soul, S-O-L-E. That's Skillshare.com backslash S-O-L-E to get your first two months free for now. Yeah. Again, that's Skillshare.com backslash soul. See you guys there. See you guys there. And we can't wait for you to listen to all that Kevin Titus has to say right now. Harmonize with me. Now. All right, guys. We are here with Kevin Kleitches. I said it right. That's right. I was really nervous to say that. (laughs) Um, so welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Um, I'll just kind of let you introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are, what you do, maybe what land you in Wilmington. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, my name is Kevin Kleitches. My middle name is Titus. So we were just talking about... That's, that's like my, quite a tongue twister. That's my... Kevin Titus Kleitches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is. Um, it rhymes. I, I chose say. Kevin Titus because it's easier to pronounce. It is. Um, Thank and people, you. Yeah, and spell. <laughs> Appreciate um, that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But um, yeah, so I'm a portrait and commercial photographer here in Wilmington. I'm an educator as well. So I teach um, photographers and other business owners about branding, um, how to get noticed, the creative process, uh, pricing and negotiation, things like that. As far as how I got to Wilmington, um, I, I moved here in 2004 for college. So I was, uh, I was, born, I was born in California, lived there for two years, moved to Japan, Okinawa, Japan, uh, lived there for six years and then moved to Jacksonville, North Carolina. So my dad That's was, quite a difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marine okay. Corps. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we moved uh, just a, you know, a few times. And that's how I ended up in Wilmington, was coming here for college. Awesome. So, yeah. so you went to high school in Jacksonville I and did. then went to UNCW. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got um, it. 
I totally can't believe that we forgot to say this too. Kevin is the first male oh, guest awesome. that we have. On that's cool. You are besides our husbands. Yeah, our husbands came on with Troy. We did a mantel um, <laughs> back in the day, man panel, <laughs> which was really fun. I got it. That's fun. Um, but yeah, we've only had women so far. So I'm honored. We only make special exceptions for for people that are. Oh, I'm flattered. Thank you. Men to come on. Happy right? to be here. Okay, they have to be married to us, or they have to be Kevin Titus. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's so yeah. Funny. So thus far. Thus far. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I'm sure you got this a lot, but kind of tell us a little bit of the background. You don't have to get too deep into how you got into what you're currently doing now. Yeah, man. So I, I want to give the Cliffs notes, not to bore people, but so I graduated from UNCW with a business degree and I did that not even, I wasn't even interested in business. So I was just like, at that point I had like a 2.9 GPA or something and I was like, how can I just get a degree? And mm-hmm. then like, you know. Um, and I saw that business was one of the, it didn't require a super high GPA and it was kind of like a funny way to, to go towards a career path. Um, but I found interest in HR. That was my concentration, but you know, yeah, I wasn't really interested in business. Anyway, I graduated with my degree. I ended up working a few kind of jobs. Like I worked at the mall. I was selling rainbow sandals at the kiosk. Um, I worked at a law firm as a foreclosure law firm, law firm here in town. Um, and needless to say, I was not fulfilled working those jobs at all. And I think it took a period of a few months of soul searching before I discovered that I, I really wanted to do something with people. And I was passionate about helping people. I've always been passionate about um, talking with people and connecting with them. And so I did some research for grad programs and I ended up finding a program at NC State, um, a master's in counseling. So that was the only program that I applied for and I got in. I just nice. put all my eggs in one basket. Um, and fast forward two years, like I graduated with my master's degree. This is in 2011. And I got into the field of psychotherapy. So I did psychotherapy and counseling for, this is 2012 through 14. Wow. And when I was working that job, it was, it was really fulfilling, but it was also very draining. And yeah, heavy. It was, yeah, it was heavy uh, because it was severe and persistent mental illnesses that I was working with. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm just kind of slightly anxious. It was right. some more hallucinations and like crippling anxiety and, and things like that. But I think, I think during this time period, I, I was lacking a creative outlet. I didn't have something that I could work on and really be proud of. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided to... Uh, to start writing and start a blog. So this is around 2013. I started a blog called People Passionate. I know this is kind of like a long... No, I like this. I'm getting to the photography. It all got you into where you are. Yeah, it's a a long process, but... um, Bear just... Yeah, he's just like... Bear just put his toy bear on Kevin's lap. He's like, are you going to play with me? Are you going to throw it or... So uh, I, I started this blog, People Passionate, and I was writing about how to pursue your passion, the creative, like the creative process, standing out, like achieving mastery, all these things I've always been fascinated about. Before you even had your own outlet. Before I even had photography. That's so cool. So that's that when I was, cool. I was writing about it. I was connecting with people. And around 2014, I also achieved the milestone in my career where I, I pitched to an article to the Huffington Post. Whoa, big um, time. Yeah, I just was like, I believe in this article. It's called um, Think Twice About Grad School. Because I was getting this like, so many of my friends wanted to go to grad school and they were doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, and so I and wrote like an article. And like going into debt and probably not yes. knowing what they wanted to do. It was a waste of time. 
It's a waste of Let time and money. Let me put Mary's toy up. You keep talking. And, uh, and so I, I wrote an article and I pitched it to uh, the senior editor of Huffington Post. And I kind of just like, you know, fingers crossed. I hope I, I hope I get it, but probably won't. I think it was like a day and a half later, maybe two days. He emailed me back and he was like, hey, I really appreciate you sending this article in. Here's the link. It's live. And like, Shut yeah. up. Yeah. So I go, to, I go to Huffington, and this is like before they restructured their site. Um, I went to the website and like you scroll down a little bit and right there on the homepage is like blog, Kevin Kleitches, and then my, t- my article. Oh my God. And like, I like lost it. I was oh just my like, gosh. holy crap. And I texted my wife, it was my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, go to Huffington Post right now. Like you won't believe, like I'm on the homepage right now. So. That's amazing. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. And, and that what really What the heck? Kinda, and the fact that you can like. Use that forever. You can be like yes. Huffington Post and published. I, you better yeah. believe that I have. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. everything. It just adds so much credibility. And yeah, so, that's great. Um, and after that, it wasn't just a one-off either. Like I had pitched another article, another article, and I had like three or four. And then eventually, he was just like, "Listen, man, like here's the contributor platform. Like you're getting, you're giving us good articles. Here's a login. You can publish whenever you want. Like you just go in there and publish, and it's going to show up. So for a period of like a year and a half, I was just publishing content on Huffington Post. And that brought so much traffic to my site. But where I'm getting with photography, I realized I was writing so much about the creative process and mastering, you know, kind of like chasing your dreams and trying to go for what you want that I didn't have an outlet besides the actual writing about it. Yeah. So that's when I decided. Yeah. Like it was just tough to like almost preach something, but not walk away. I was going to ask you, where, where did that influence come from? Like how did you have other than writing being your current outlet at the time like how did you write from a place of experience if you were still searching for that on your own yeah i think for me it was i was rather than trying to be the guru and saying like hey you have to do this and this and this right i was i was approaching it more from like a leading learner so like i recognized that i was still going through and uncovering things in my own journey um but i was doing it and documenting it and so when people read the articles they're like more so, oh, this guy is not necessarily saying that he knows everything and this right. is what you should do. It's more so like, this is what he's uncovered so far. And that, I think that's what made my content more relatable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like so he gets people. me, we're, right. we're on the same level. Yeah, right. that's amazing. So, makes you more relatable. Yeah, me. yeah. And then, um, and that's when I decided to, uh, to, to buy a camera off of Amazon. Like, this is 2014. I bought a camera and literally just like fell in love with it as soon as I got the kit lens and I had like these little airplane bottles of liquor I don't know where I got I don't even drink that much um, <laughs> and uh, I lined them up in my back patio and I was trying to get that like depth of field I was mm-hmm. like so I took pictures and like the background was kind of blurry and I was like oh my god this is so professional looking yeah you know? and what then from there camera? it was the Canon Rebel T3i nice yeah it was a great camera yeah I loved it I had a little flip out screen yep and I was like man this is great so why did you choose photography of all the creative outlets? You know, I didn't think too hard about it. I was just like, this is something that I, that seems interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a try. Cool. And I just, I, a couple of my friends were uh, photographers and they were like, yeah, like this is a cool camera. You should get it. And I was like, all right, I'll get it. Sweet. And it happened to work out. Like five years later, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Uh, you're not just doing it. Like you're doing like, it big. Killing <laughs> yeah. Killing it. Yeah. It's been a journey. It's yeah. been a journey. So speaking of journey kind of touch a little bit on the evolution of where you got from your Canon Rebel to yeah. where you are now. Oh gosh. What do I even begin? Um, <laughs> so like most people, I would start, I started off just taking pictures of random things. I, I even had a series on Instagram. I 
I archived those posts. Uh, they're not there. And you can't find it now. Don't go scrolling. It was like uh, it was like street candy or trash or trash candy. <laughs> it was like this is in Raleigh. My my uh, my wife was in grad school at State at the time, doing the same program that I did, by the way. Oh, um, is that how y'all met? No, we met through mutual friends. But she ended up going to the program that I did after I graduated. Oh, yeah. and does she still work in that? Uh, yeah, she's um, an advisor at UNCW, so she's doing kind of like counseling, but in a advi- different is advising, yeah. Yeah. But uh, this series was like candy on the street. And it was like, I saw all this trash, like trash nerd, nerd boxes and like just wrappers. The worst subject you can think of to photograph. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And then I like put a little hashtag on there and like I get 13 likes. And I'm like, oh my God, this is well, cool. Remember when it used to pass 11 and like it went from yes. like the names to like yes. the number? I like how you knew exactly the number. It was 11. Yeah, yep. yeah. it was 11. Oh, I remember. Because sometimes when it would stop at 10, you'd be like, yes. should I just like it? Like, oh, should I myself. just like, like it myself? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Have absolutely. The names listed yeah. Out. yeah. Yep. That's so funny. So I did that, you know, and then I eventually graduated to um, shooting. Uh, like photographing people so I would ask friends and family and then people like acquaintances on Facebook or Instagram and I think the first the first like paid gig I ever got was a sorority shoot on the beach they wanted just like photos of them like in the blue um, blue outfits on the beach at midday or something and of course looking back I'm like oh my god those those photos are horrible (laughs) they're so bad we've all been there yeah but it was like for 50 bucks and that seemed like a war like a tremendous amount of money at the time yeah and then from there, over the years, you slowly raise your prices. You learn a bit more about like shooting and uh, contracts and and usage and licensing and all that stuff. Which did you kind of learn that as you went, or did you have someone who mentored you along the way and kind of walked you through that process? Because yeah. Chelsea does like workshops on that now because so many entrepreneurs don't know what to do once they start their business. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, I I'm. I'm hesitant to say that I'm self-taught because really, like, who's really self-taught, right? Like, we have so many resources and people around us that help us. But right. um, I did have a couple of friends in Wilmington. Um, one of my good friends, Eric Adelaide, he, he kind of, like, took me under his wing and showed me how to use strobes and, like, speed lights and working with not just natural light. And um, I had another friend uh, help me with understanding the business aspect and treating it like a business. And not so much like don't just go out and shoot and expect that you're just going to somehow make a good living. You have to know the technical aspect and also the business aspect. Mm-hmm. There's like two things that are necessary for you to succeed. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And you have to be like a good person. You have to make people feel comfortable yeah. behind your lens. There's, like there's a, a lot involved. There's a lot that goes You have to wear like 17, 17 hats. Yeah. yeah. I always tell people I feel like I was at an advantage transitioning from teaching group fitness to being a photographer because there's so like there's so many parallels of like being in a vulnerable situation where you feel like you're being watched and just having to make people like feel that energy in the room and make people feel Mm -hmm. comfortable uh, comfortable and like especially in their own bodies and stuff and so I feel like I kind of skipped that learning curve because I just jumped right into it just in a different way so I'd imagine that would be a whole nother playing field for that's for a good people. point i think i i do i i felt like i had a leg up going into photography because of the counseling, the counseling yeah. because you you really have to make your your clients like you said feel comfortable and going into it if you approach if you think about it from the business side of things like knowing exactly what they're looking for it's not just oh i want nice photos there's always a result 
mm-hmm. that's attached to it. Mm-hmm. So like a mo- I always use this example in my in my content. If a mom wants family portraits, it's not just for the sake of nice photos. It's preserving those memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if the kids are going to eventually go out, like, you know, go to college or just move out, which they will, then she has those memories to like look back fondly on. Or yeah. if someone wants to come to you, if they're like an aspiring model that wants a good portfolio, they want to get hired. They want to mm-hmm. get signed to an agency. Um, actors, same thing. They want to be known. They want to be getting placed into like these awesome roles. And a headshot is going to get them that attention. Right. So you a have big to, stepping stone. Yeah. So you have to think about the results they're looking for. And once you can kind of properly convey like, hey, this is, I know that what you're looking for is this. Here's how we're going to accomplish that. That's going to make you stand out so much more than a photographer that's like, yeah, these are my rates. Right. It's an hour. You get five photos. And then you're like, well, I don't feel like you understand what I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. When you take the relationship aspect out of it. All people want at the end of the day is to feel like heard, seen, and known. And part of being a good business owner or entrepreneur is like making people feel seen, heard, and known. Right. And that's huge with photography. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a photographer, but I've I've been shot by Chelsea and... And the comfort that she gives me being shot is much yeah. better than I've perceived elsewhere. So, yeah, it's a big, big aspect. Yeah, I'm always surprised when people are like, yeah, I shot with a photographer and it was just so awkward. It was just so weird. Or like, know. you know, like, like, I'm like, really? how do you, how do you, I just can't imagine. I don't know how people stay in business in that sense. I don't like think they do. That, yeah. They can't, you know. Or if they're too quiet, you know, and then. I feel like if you don't say anything, you have to constantly be talking because if you're not, people yeah. are gonna be like, "Am I doing this wrong? Do I look weird? What's, right. what's going on?" So right. yeah, That's even true. if it's like me obnoxiously talking, I've been having my intern do all these like behind the scenes videos for me, which have been really like well liked according to my Instagram DMs. But That's awesome. sometimes I look back and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I'm making such a fool out of myself I'm, I'm like oh yes, I love that oh my God. and I'm like freaking out the whole time but it just starts to come out of my mouth and I don't even realize it <laughs> those are like my favorite stories though because I'm like yeah that's Chelsea yeah instead of like you know seeing the polished things sometimes yeah. it's kind of cool to see behind the scenes yeah it's been really fun people really like seeing it really is that. like if you're your authentic self and you're excited I think that makes people more excited too for sure. If you're just sort of like quiet, I mean, everyone has their own style. I'm not saying like everyone has to talk all the time, but right. um, I do think that showing your exuberance and like the fact that you're enjoying yourself makes that other person feel much more at ease. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I'll, and if, if it's at the expense of my dignity sometimes, that's okay. Yeah, I don't care. totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drop dignity at the door. Yeah. Gotta, gotta put the client first, right? Yeah. So over the last however many years you've been doing this, I feel Five like years, you've yeah. really done a great job of like niching down and like you look at a photo I'm like oh yeah I bet you Kevin took that and that's you awesome. can really see that yeah okay but side note do you say niche or niche I say niche but I've heard both I I've heard both I just want to know like yeah. I like I, niche sounds nicer I think niche is more fancy niche you're definitely, is you're fancy. fancier I've me. said niche I for so niche. long but I've heard niche lately oh yeah and I'm like what is it am I have I been saying it wrong did you guys see my story the other day about um Reese's Pieces versus Reese's Pieces. Okay, the, I'm actually you, very passionate about. How this. do you guys say it? It's Reese's Pieces. It is. Okay, but good. I say Reese's Pieces. Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> okay, said it since I was a kid. Always said Reese's Pieces. Oh yeah, look I at like that. Like the big old spike. Pretty much anytime I talk the volume. Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's. So no, it's got, Reese's. I don't know. I don't know either. Because it's R E E S E Reese's. Yeah, Reese's, because Reese's would be I-E. 
and then yeah. piece it. It's just pieces. Take away the Reese's, it's just pieces. I know. I totally get the logical <laughs> sense that it is Reese's pieces. I want to know who says pieces, like, by itself. <laughs> Me! You say pieces? No, not by itself. Okay. But I do say, I have since I was a kid said Reese's pieces, and everyone has said something about it. And I'm like, I, just don't. I don't know why I say that, because it isn't that. Like, I know that, looking at the word, but whatever. I actually went through and individually blocked everyone that said Reese's Well, I'm pieces. glad I didn't respond. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need to follow my wife. My wife says Reese's pieces. So. Fabulous. Yeah. So that yeah. reminds me. Do you ever watch New Girl? I have watched New Girl. I Schmidt. Yes. yes. I feel yeah, like that's a Schmidt thing, right? Or Nick too, mm-hmm. where they just mispronounce words all <laughs> mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Oh, that show never. Goes um. Out. You know that this is like so tangent, but welcome to our podcast. You know the um saying it's a dog eat dog world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until I was like twenty six. You said doggy. 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 Doggy dog. dog world, dog. And, and someone called me out on it like 26 years old, and I was like, what? Oh like, had God. no idea I was saying it wrong. Because who Googles that and looks it up? No. The particular episode I was thinking of with New Girl is Nick, like, sends these, these school girls just as, like, the principal at the time, and he sends them to go, like, apologize to her. I remember this one. And they say, utmost. Yeah. Or the utmost. Utmost. And, and she's like, I only know one person that says utmost. And then they get into this argument. He's like, it's utmost. And oh she's my like, God. he's like, what's an ut? And she's like, it's utmost. Wait, what is it though? Ut. Utmost. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. That's like, so I funny. have the utmost respect for you. Utmost makes sense though. Well, then higher you get respect. With, uh, That's probably why Nick people Miller. debate it. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. No, your no, niche. No, Anywho, so <laughs> what was my question? It was so not you really niche. niche down your brand. How, like, what advice would you give, whether it's a photographer or someone going after some type of dream or business, like to really find their their lane and not try to be like, yeah. one, the jack of all trades, and two, to really find like what makes your creativity come alive. Yeah. So I have probably unconventional advice with this. One is I would say not to worry too much for getting started with a niche. Yep. Niche. Niche. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I feel like people put so much pressure on themselves to like focus, and that's important eventually. But there's like you asked me like how did I decide on photography? I wasn't gonna like research for two years like okay is photography right for me? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have time for that. You just yeah, gotta like right. try it, and if you feel it, you feel it. Yeah. And for me, it was like I never wanted to put it down. I just loved it so yeah. much. We so, did an episode two weeks ago called "Just Do It," and it yeah, was about that. Like it's, just start. It's so and important. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be kinetic and just mm-hmm. just move. Yeah. So um, I think that that same kind of principle applies if you're. If you're wondering, like, ooh, am I, do I like boudoir or wedding or engagement or headshots or, you know, family portraits, try them all. Like, yep. that's what I did. Yep. I did all of those things, and I gravitated towards a specific type of imagery that not only that I enjoy, but I was, like, the best at. Yep. So I would say just um, try everything, and then you'll, like, trust the process. It'll eventually um, It'll narrow itself down. That's yeah. good. Trust that's the I process. Felt. And then, but then, on the contrary, like, at some point, it was a little hard to, you know, if I had done all these family portraits or branding sessions in the past, and now I don't really want to offer those things anymore, or at least at the level that I was, yep. like, how do I yeah. s- just start... Ease out of it. Ease out of it, yeah. And I'm, so. Yeah, I'm passionate about that, too, because um, I feel like there's all this advice about when, you, when it comes to, like, niching, you stay in it forever, according to these articles, right? But, like, yeah. that's not human nature. We change. Right. Mm-hmm. Our interests change. Like, mm-hmm. we learn more about ourselves, about the world, and then you get into something else. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, that was, like, uh, 
I went from shooting a lot of retail stuff to now a lot of commercial. Mm-hmm. And I'm really enjoying commercial. But as far as the brand goes, I was just a photographer and now I'm pivoting to the educational route and yeah. I'm kind of balancing both. Mm-hmm. But I think pivoting is just, again, human nature. Like you yeah. embrace it and you don't necessarily try to hide it. You just say, hey, this is what I'm, this is what I'm about now. And it's like a living, breathing document, you know, like you're, you're constantly going to just change and adapt. Right. I'm I, so. picture, I picture that um, friends scene where he's pivoting the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I mentioned pivot recently and I got like four people that re- like reference that episode. I know. And I never saw it. I never... If you, you haven't seen it? Uh-huh. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, man. My husband and I just it. rewatched it like yeah. two weeks ago and it got me so good. But um we should all, like, as entrepreneurs, like, blow that meme up and, like, put it on our computer. Like, just yeah. go with the flow. Yeah. Kind of, like, go where life takes you. It's yeah. true. It's true. Always pivoting. Always pivoting. But then again, you don't always have to. You don't have to. Yeah. If you take. enjoy what you... If you like what you do, just yeah. nothing has to change. Exactly. But I think that, uh, naturally, things happen and we're like, okay, I like this now. I don't and like I think anymore. a lot of entrepreneur mindsets are very, like... Um, I don't want to say dissatisfied, but always like thinking about the next thing. Like that yes. kind of mindset is yes. never satisfied being in one place forever. Like, but that's why we that's why we've become our own bosses. Exactly. Right? Because we have those jobs. We can't work for anyone else. Yeah. We don't want that's to true. have to ask someone else yeah. permission to to do something else. Yeah. So. Are you guys familiar with the uh, hedonic treadmill? No. I mean, I'm familiar with treadmills. Treadmills. Yeah, so you might know this. <laughs> okay. Um, the hedonic treadmill basically references that if we'll set a goal for ourselves and as soon as we hit it, the happiness level doesn't necessarily go up. We just kind of adjust. And so we set our sights on the next goal. And it's like, it's a treadmill mm-hmm. where you're constantly thinking, oh, I'll be happy once I hit this mm-hmm. level. But you're always around the same. And to really, what I found, I mean, we're all guilty of this, I think. What I found to combat that is like lessons in gratitude. Yeah. So obviously you want to set your sights. Don't, it doesn't mean like, hey, never set any goals because mm-hmm. you're never going to get happy. It just means that you need to actually take the time to realize, man, I've accomplished this much so far. Yeah. And really like let it simmer that you've accomplished that and you've achieved yeah. what like you Like in the present moment, be content in the present. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. At church on Sunday, we were talking about that. Like you've probably, you probably recognize this working in counseling. Like when people are anxious, it's it's kind of hard to remain anxious when you start saying something you're grateful for or when you start giving thanks for something. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the same thing with like business too. Don't be anxious about the next, or you can't be anxious about what's going to happen next or around the corner if you're already grateful for what you're doing right now. Yeah. Something that I that I find myself doing a lot. I'm sure you can relate to this and you, you too just in a different in a different way it's like I have weeks where I feel great I'm on top of the freaking world like everything's going really well and then some weeks where maybe nothing bad happened but I get super in my head I doubt every image I edit yep. especially when I have like a full wedding to edit I just like get in this rabbit hole like downfall sometimes where I'm like is this good enough I second guess everything and I spiral into this like depression almost where I just get into this rut and so what I do is I I walk away and I pull up some of my old galleries and stuff and just scroll through and I'm like wow this is like really beautiful yeah look what I already did and look where I came from and sometimes I just have to bring myself back to 
that's a to good earth one. that way because yeah. it's so easy to... Yeah, and to see how much you've grown over yes, yeah. from your editing a year ago. You know, like, yeah. it's yeah. always evolving and getting better. It's just, it's kind of like when you're like, when um, uh, weight loss is the first thing that comes to head to, to my head is like, when someone loses a bunch of weight and you haven't seen them in a while, mm. right. you notice. You're like, oh, dang. Yeah. But then if you see them every day, you yeah. don't really right. notice like the pound they lose a week. Yeah. And then you see them six months later and you're like, oh, it's just you, you know? <laughs> right. But they've still accomplished, you know? So much. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a really great analogy, actually. So I have two things to say on that. One, I have um, a folder on my desktop called Motivation. And it's a collection of screenshots over the years. I think that the homepage of the Huffington Post is like on there, but also just... yeah, that would be like the cover of everything <laughs> yeah. in my life. It would be like my background on my phone. <laughs> it would be on everything in life. Uh, yeah, I've, I've made it. Um, yeah, for sure. Like screenshots like that, or um, when people email me and say, "I watched your I don't know YouTube video, or I read your blog post, and it really helped me," mm-hmm. um, or when a client's super happy and they're like, "Thank you so much! Like these images are great." Um, it's just a good reminder just yeah. that, just to know that like your work is appreciated. And that leads me to my second thought, which is like at any given second, you are the most knowledgeable form of yourself. So Whoa. if you ever feel like that's meta, right? Yeah, so it's so true because our, our, you know, our, uh, self image is going to, is going to wane and kind of like ebb and flow. And sometimes we feel like we're great. And sometimes we're like, man, like, am I that good of a photographer? Like I feel that way all the time, mm-hmm. despite my achievements. But when you think about it and you stop and you're like, I, I'm the most experienced, most knowledgeable version of myself right now. It makes you feel better. It makes me feel better. Yeah. That's like really cool. That's yeah. really profound. I really love that. Yeah. That's going to be the quote. Boom. Yeah. You're the most, evol- what is it? Uh, you're the most knowledgeable and experienced version mm. of yourself. At any given second. At any given second. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Snaps for that Boom. one. Boom. Right. Nice. Cool. <laughs> All right, moving along here. I could talk about that stuff forever. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm all about it. When it comes to small businesses, photographers, people, especially just starting out, what do you think is like the biggest mistake people tend to make? I think undercutting themselves. Undercutting themselves with pricing. Um, and really just kind of self-limiting beliefs in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, I could list like 20 different kind of like specifications, but... Um, one is this, if you are not going to be your ideal customer necessarily, um, and the example I use when I, when I teach my students, this is if you're selling a Bugatti, like if you're a Bugatti salesman, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you can afford it yourself, right? but you're still selling it. Yeah. Um, and so when, when I talk to photographers or any kind of small business owner and they're kind of like almost scrutinizing their price point way too much because they're like, well... Like, I wouldn't be able to afford a 500 right now. It's like, no, that's, that's irrelevant. Like, right. you are, you put a price on your services and that is what you're supposed to sell. That's your job to sell this that This is my client. biggest, my oh, biggest okay, downfall. This is my this. issue. I yeah. figure this every day. I mean, it's, I mean, it's something that all of us struggle with. And it's not something that we will struggle with just once. Because I think every time you move your price point up, Mm-hmm. you face it again. Right. You have so, imposter syndrome. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I remember the first time I charged $90. It was for uh, a maternity session. And when this when the shoot was done, I, I had my little credit card um, reader on my phone, and she went to swipe. And before she swiped, I was like sweating bullets. I was like, I am totally ripping this girl off right now. Like, 
because it was the first time I charged, uh, I was doing 50. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to do 90 this time. And she was like, not even questioning it. Yeah, she's like, cool. Right. But you think about all the things you can buy with 90. I'm like, she can buy 40 avocados, but she's doing, (laughs) she's doing this instead. Like, why? You know? And I'm like. That's like the last thing I thought you were going to say. Well, you know. That's incredible. That's the kind of like ridiculous thoughts that go in your mind. 40 avocados. Yeah. So you you apply, no matter the price point, you're always going to convince yourself that you're charging too much. Or that, you know, this person, like, you're ripping them off, but that's not the case. Yeah. Um, what your service is not worth it. Yeah. I feel like that's the biggest It's just thing, my biggest right? issue. And, like, right when I feel like I'm going to break through it, I go back to it. Like, even we just switched to three nights a week for soul fitness classes. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous because I had to create this new booking system. And I, like had all of these old members grandfathered in at this at the lowest price that they started on. Uh-huh. And so I was so nervous when I switched over to the booking system, that price would go away and it would just be even for everyone. And I like was like so, so anxious about it. I go to Seoul last Thursday and I'm like, okay, it's literally $10 yeah. extra. It's not like... Something in the world. Yes. I was... I was a wreck. I was like, okay, y'all, so I like switched to this new service. I'm so, so sorry. I'm apologizing. <laughs> and one girl after she, um, Charlotte from Cravings, she was like, this is not a big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. she was like, you should actually be charging way more. Right. And I was like, what? Like, okay. Because <laughs> I, I just, I don't know why I overthink that so much. Because I think about what would I pay. Right. Yeah. But then when they get there, it is such a good service. So right. it's like, ugh. Right. I don't know. And it's your job and you I have to live. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I struggled with raising my prices before going full time and I I was like, I don't know if I'm worth this yet. Will people will I not get any clients if I like raise it too much? I'm just gonna have to see. But right. then I like actually started doing the math mm-hmm. for okay, what would I have to make if I shot this many weddings, if this is my actual career and yeah. I just had to go for it because I'm like, I have to pay my bills and right. make a living. Mm-hmm. And that, once I actually realized that and sat down and like looked at some numbers, it made everything a lot more right. justifiable. And I like okay. was fine to turn things down, you know. And you Absolutely. take your class. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I want to. I want to. There's like a lot that I'm that's going through my mind right now. So I'll try to like just like list two or three pointers here. Tell, tell us whatever you're feeling. One is this: um, when I talk to students who are afraid about pricing themselves and they're afraid of over you know overcharging. Or not getting the sale. They're like, well, you know, if I do that, then not everyone's going to want to buy. And I'm like, you don't want everyone to buy. Right. Like, if you're tra- if everyone's coming to you and you give your prices, and they're like, okay, cool. You're not charging enough. That's that's just the bottom line. So, I don't know. I, if I had to estimate, I think, like, right now, my conversion and, like, the people that actually end up booking with me versus the inquiries I get, I would say maybe, like, 25 30%. Mm-hmm. And that's ideal for me Mm -hmm. because I don't want to have to go out and just be like okay well how can I figure out the price point that's going to make this person want to book you know and then it's going to be end up way too way too Mm -hmm. low uh the other thing is um you said you you researched like how much money you would have to make Mm -hmm. and how many weddings like basically reverse engineering yeah um there's a website that I mentioned on a video I put out about uh stop charging for stop charging $50 for shoots was the name of the uh Instagram it, it it blew up by the way like it got so much attention on on Instagram TV um yeah i think i saw that one so it's calculator and it it's basically um this interactive calculator where you can enter in your desired salary all of your expenses 
um, how many how many weeks of the year you want to work realistically because yeah. you're not going to work 52 weeks like, you know you're yeah. going to have to take right. some time off yeah right. Um, and then at the end, it spits out a number that says like, here is what you should average um, per gig or per job. And that number is going to be way higher than you thought. Mm-hmm. When someone's like, oh, I charge, you know, uh, $200 for a shoot. And they think that they can make 60 grand a year. That's mm-hmm. not realistic at yeah. all. So, and again. Unless I'm, you're shooting every hour of every day. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's, it's just like a sobering reality when you enter in the numbers in the calculator and you can see your average sale needs to be this. Otherwise, you are falling behind and you're not going to either, you're not going to get um, the salary that you want to achieve or you're going to be super, super burned out. Yeah. So that's Burnout obviously. Is real. It's super real. <laughs> yeah. Finding that sweet spot. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I think the re- reverse engineering is super important. Yeah, we're um, going to have to put that. Um, that, that website in, yeah, in the yeah, show yeah. notes. MP, calculator, I think. We can put your like YouTube and Instagram. Okay. Yeah, all that on stuff there on there. Cool. Um, speaking of Instagram stories, let's talk about social media a little bit. So when you started, what was it? You said 2014-ish? Like on Instagram? Like when you started late to the, Yeah, yeah. 2014. Okay. So I feel like even then Instagram wasn't really when you were doing trash candy. When yeah, <laughs> 2014. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So how has social media influenced your brand? Oh man, social media has been huge for me. It's been so. And I'm I'm hesitant to say that because I don't want people. I'm like super passionate about people not putting too much stock into right. social media, not being a slave to but it. But yeah, but it's been huge for me. I mean. One of the first deals, one of the first like bigger partnerships I did was with um, VaynerMedia and Coach. So VaynerMedia found me on Instagram and they sent me a $700 Coach bag because it was their client at the time. And they wanted um, micro-influencers to do um, just posts with the bag and like models and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was posting like model and fashion shots. So they wanted me to just post, use the hashtag. It was very simple. And on Christmas Day, like a fitting, how that's when the package arrived. I had this beautiful that package on my front porch with like a brown bow, and there's like a, it's called the Metropolitan Rucksack. It's like a really nice bag. I still use it every day. Um, that was because of Instagram, and I had just gotten on there for like a few months, and I was like, oh my god, this is like life changing. Yeah, amazing. And I've gotten like so many other deals out of out of just being on Instagram or Facebook. I mean. I'm trying to think of like another one. Like recently someone contacted me. They found me on Instagram and it's a, a company that makes smart desks and it's like an electronic desk. Cool. And it's like a $600 desk. Jeez. And they're like, yeah, like we want you to post on here. We'll send you. It's, they sent you the desk? They shipped it today. So I'm going <sighs> to get it. a smart desk. Yeah. Tell them that you got some other micro influencers. Okay. I will. <laughs> um, two more. Uh, <laughs> no. So yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty huge as far yeah. as as um, getting the na- my name out there because besides free product, it's obviously referring a lot of clients too. Yeah, a lot of people are inquiring through DMs. It's not just email or phone call. Same. Probably like half through DM. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that DMs are now like almost like the new text messages. Yeah. yeah. Like people almost chat more over DMs now at times mm-hmm. than they do. Over well, text yeah, because you're responding like if Chelsea posts yeah. um, a behind the scenes mm-hmm. <laughs> a behind the scenes of her of her shoot I'm gonna respond to that instead of like pulling up my text and texting Chelsea so it's like almost yeah. probably a better way for 
everyone to reach everyone these days because yeah. we're always on our I also media. hate when people give people my phone number. Really? Yeah, because it's like I have so much ra- like my workflow is I'm going to end up sending them to my email anyway so that I can send them my pricing guide so that I can send them my Calendly availability. So it's like oh, so you rather I have to text people. them and be like, all right, what's your email? What are you looking for? Blah, blah, blah. It's just like Take that's that too step. personal almost. Then I yeah. feel like I have to get to it right away versus if something's sitting in my inbox when that I sit sense. at my desk, I know. I'm going to go answer this email and yeah. it's work related. I don't know. I feel like you can become a slave to your job if yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Have you ever heard of time blocking? You yeah. This? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Where you like block off time on your computer, block off time on your phone, block off time yeah. Yeah. at shoots. Yeah. I um, tried to do that. <laughs> I'm not good at it, but <laughs> my first year as an entrepreneur, I tried to do that and I had like highlighted and I had like a planner that I wrote on, wrote on, you know, like an actual planner. Mm-hmm. And I highlighted different times of day that I was going to be doing different things and where I was going to be doing them so that I wouldn't be a slave to yeah. saying yes to everything. That lasted like maybe three months. But that's pretty good. That's really a good, good run. Te- it's a good technique. Yeah. It, it does work. And I've been trying, I do that too. I mean, if I pull up my Google Calendar, you can see like, here, I'll show you now. Um, when I have specific office hours. Oh, my wow. Summer. You have, yeah, that is like beautifully coordinated. Mine is all the one color. <laughs> yeah. It's one giant. Yeah, let's like, show some differences here. I have yellow is my own workouts. Jeez. Blue is, okay. That's how, shoe. I have a whiteboard that's like that, my but calendar. my calendar yeah. is, I have two colors. How do you color code? I don't even know how to do that. On Google Calendar. Oh, oh that's actually in, a pretty cool thing. You edit it and okay. then you can select the color down here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I love that. I'm like a little bit OCD, clearly, with what? that. <laughs> but, <laughs> what? What? a little say? bit. That's pretty cool. But it's been huge because it, do, like, it does get super overwhelming when you're running your own business. Like You you literally can't turn off. And mm-hmm. so if my one thing that's always going to be like ongoing is Instagram, I can handle that. Mm-hmm. If it becomes like Facebook Messenger and my text messages and my email, I'm like, ah, I just start to lose it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so. it's a little too much to worry about. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. So who is your ideal client today? Hmm. I really like doing personal branding shoots. Okay. So when I say personal, I think personal branding has become like this buzzword, almost kind of an ambiguous term. Mm-hmm. But small business owners, they don't have to be small business owners, but generally, um, who have a unique message and story and business model. And I get to work with them to customize like, um, the kinds of images they're looking for for their website and their social to use in ads. I shoot a little bit of video too. Okay. So um, personal branding shoots could also include video if they want. That's been a, that's like a really gratifying uh, kind of shoot for me. Probably because you can relate to being an entrepreneur yeah. and starting your own business. Like, yeah. I remember when. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think that I, it's just it's a way for me to also help them with the strategy too. Because um, I can't help myself if I'm if I'm shooting with a client, I'm going to ask them about their business and like what they're working on and like what what marketing channels are they utilizing and and so that's just a, a fun way for me to kind of almost like do research for myself too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just fun. That's awesome. Kind of yeah. a time for you to nerd out a little bit. Totally, I love it. Cool. So to kind of wrap up the the meat of this, yeah. um, what are some tangible tips that you would like? listeners to walk away with today it could be one <laughs> i would say besides the calculator because yeah, yeah be that's, oh for that's sure a definite 
Sorry, I'm like kicking you. No, you're good. Um, I would say regarding pricing is, is huge. And I think that definitely be intentional with what your ideal situation is as a, as a business owner um, and know what it's going to take to get there. Um, so using the calculator, but also like not putting too much stock into what other people are charging. Because I think right. a lot of people are like, well, let me just find out what certain person mm-hmm. down the street or who on my Instagram is charging. The market. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the problem with that is people are constantly doing that, but they're not just matching the price. They're going, okay, if this person's charging 400 for a shoot, I'll charge 300 and that way I can get the business. And then it's a race to the bottom for the entire mm-hmm. market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You That's know? good. So the, the better way to do it is to figure out <clears throat> how much do you need to charge to reach your goal? And then figure out how you can add value and differentiate yourself so that people are like happy to pay that price. Because mm-hmm. you can't just compete on the numbers alone. It's yeah, just, that's huge. Everyone's going to lose. I really love that because especially y'all can relate to this being a photographer. I feel like half of Wilmington is either a photographer, a fitness coach, or a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there's not a lot of big businesses. Exactly. Here, right? because so everyone industry. is an entrepreneur. Because yeah. everyone's an entrepreneur. Yeah. So it's easy to play a comparison game with pricing especially and and kind of limit yourself. I'm very victim of that. But finding what makes you different than the gym down the street or the photographer who also shoots brands and like honing in on that one different thing that makes you stand out amongst the other Absolutely. And that was my second point was basically as far as branding goes, the best thing you can do is not just focus on your art itself, but the story behind it. So, and this is not just for photographers, but anyone, any business owner. Um, if you're a woodworker, for example, of course you're gonna naturally wanna put de- like what you've designed on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But um, probably more important than that is your behind the scenes about how you created this. And like today I'm in the studio working on this design, um, showing a happy client with uh, one of the pieces you designed, you know, stuff like that. Um, and also just being transparent in your captions. Use it as an opportunity to educate your prospective clients. Um, use it as an opportunity to to lift up other woodworkers that might look up to you. Right. And you can say, like, this is what I'm working on. I've come this far. Here, here's the equipment that I'm using. I mean, as a photographer, I really feel like that's been the sole, I mean, not the sole, but, like, it's been a huge part of why I can brand myself the way I do mm-hmm. is I'm sharing the behind the scenes. I'm open about my numbers. And I'm trying to help other photographers with their own businesses. Yeah. Because I think we can all agree the creative community can be very closed and um, competitive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be. Like, it I don't, does not have to be. I don't view, mm-hmm. I think the pie is big enough for us to all win. Yeah. And I don't view someone coming to Chelsea for photography. I'm not like, oh my God, that's, that's my potential client. Yeah. You know, we have different, we have our different voices and brands and styles. And so yep. they're going to, they're going to go with what resonates best with them and you're going to have someone else for you. So that's better for you as a client. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I wish that we would do a little more community over competition. I have that as a hashtag. I always use that. I love that hashtag. That's a good yeah. hashtag. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. I truly believe in it. And also, like, I'm wearing this shirt. You guys can't see it, but it's teach everything you know. That's one of the one of my like founding philosophies is to share what you know because I think when you put stuff out there in the universe, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. So. That's so good. the education piece of what you do. Tell us a little bit about like what you offer and how people can find you if they are interested in 
Yeah, thank you for that. Learning more. Um, so I, I recently separated my educational brand with my photography brand. I was doing everything in one umbrella, and it was kind of confusing because you know clients that wanted photos were like, I don't want to learn how to be a photographer. Right. So um, KevinKleitches.com, and I'll spell it K-L-E-I-T-C-H-E-S is my last name. If you go to KevinKleitches.com, that's my educational platform. It's where I have my blog. Um, KevinKleitches.com slash course is where they can... Um, view the course that I'm creating right now and right now until you're gonna put this out tomorrow right yep. yeah so through November 11th I'm taking on some early bird adopters for the course and they get it for 50% off so it's 150 instead of 297 and um, the course is gonna cover stuff like pricing yourself the negotiation aspect um, how to find more clients branding yourself um, overcoming self-limiting beliefs all the things that I feel like are essential to succeeding as a photographer if you're first starting out or if you've been doing it for a few years but you're really looking to like take it to the next step so um, yeah kevinkleitches.com awesome yeah and we'll put that link in the show notes as well so people can click that awesome and for any other entrepreneurs you also have a really great blog about um like how to start a legal business yeah yeah so just for any entrepreneur i know we have a lot of listeners that are like on the verge of taking sure. that next step so that's definitely a good resource yeah and, and what's cool is that if they type in how to start a photography business in north carolina and google or any kind of variation of that keep like i'll be mm-hmm. number one in the nice. search results that's so amazing. they they don't have to know the exact link hopefully they can google it and it'll be right cool. at the top awesome so yeah well we always wrap up our show with the same four questions that we ask all of our guests okay do you want to ask them the first yeah. one? Yeah. So what's something that you're binging right now? Oh, man. So I'm going to, this is like a lame answer, but I literally don't watch any shows. It doesn't have to be a show. Oh, it can it be like, candy? Like, it can be candy. candy. Oh, wow, you nice. got really excited. I'm something, a candy person. Something that you're just like, can't get enough of at the moment. Yeah. You just oh. are all about it. Okay. So vegan uh, Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream. Oh. Is I didn't know Ben and Jerry's were vegan. Yes. And it's better than, in my opinion, it's better than the original cookie. Can you get this at a grocery store? Harris Teeter. Okay. Uh, it was recently on sale for like two for six, which this is a great, is great. deal. Heck yeah. This is great. Probably this gone by news. now, but it'll come back. Um, I love, oh my God. It's amazing. I'm a big ice cream person, but my stomach is not okay with a lot of lactose. So this is really good oh, for me. Oh, yeah. it's a game changer. Speaking of game changers, what an amazing documentary. Have you guys seen it on Netflix? On lactose? No, it's uh, <laughs> plant-based athletes. So oh no, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, Jordan was watching. No, it. yeah, Michael watched that the other yeah. day. Yeah, it was. It's super. I highly recommend it. And after he was done, he was like, "I think I'm gonna go vegetarian." I'm yeah. Like, All right. I almost want to go vegan after that. After watching that, I can't yeah. really give up cheese, but I could try. I think I could. Oh, I don't know. I just love chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And I eat it with so many things. I think I could give up chicken before cheese, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with like meat. It's just. It's more like the convenience and like intricacy of having to come up with a whole new Asking way of how things are cooked eating too. and cooking. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, going out to eat. But it's getting easier. Yeah, because they have but, options. Yeah. yeah. Because the vegan and vegetarian market is becoming huge that like businesses don't want to give that up. So they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we better give that up. We better adjust. Yeah. 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 Ebbing and flowing. That's true. Pivoting. Mm-hmm. true. Pivot. <laughs> um, so what is something that you currently love about yourself? Oh, wow. Um... Oh, geez. Yeah, it's harder for men, too. This one always this, this question always stumps women because we're our biggest critics, mm. but I'm realizing it's just humans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we are just our biggest critics. Why yeah. can't, you know? I, okay, so, so, so Rachel, my wife, 
pointed this out recently, and I never really thought about it, but ever since she pointed it out, I, I became really proud when she said it. She's like, you're very gritty. Have you guys heard of Grit mm -hmm. by Angela Duckworth? Mm -hmm. um, and for those who, who are not familiar, Grit is basically like the tenacity to push forward despite the, the obstacles that you face. And not apparently not everyone, there's like different levels of grit. And she's like, you're so gritty. And I think I just never really thought about it, but it's just my way of life is if I have a vision, I want to go for it and not let anything stop me. Yeah. And I just, I love that about myself. That's, That's a really awesome. good yeah. characteristic. I like calling it gritty too. Gritty. We've had other people answer my grit. Oh, really? Before. Yeah, but never had it gritty. in the terms of gritty. Yeah, gritty, it's yeah. It's cute. It's I like cute. that. It's cute. <laughs> okay, um, so this question is usually geared towards women, but we'll change it towards just entrepreneurs. Okay. If you could tell entrepreneurs one thing, what would it be? We usually say women, but... Hmm, okay. This is a philosophy that I feel like is just as applicable to entrepreneurship as it is life. And it's... It's in conflict that we find the story. So if we ever face anything, and this is from Casey Neistat. I, I love, was like, yeah, we I, should I think, go on Oprah's podcast. <laughs> I have so many aha moments. So, uh, and but when you think about like, whenever we feel, whenever we encounter conflict, it's always a nuisance. It's always a frustration because we want to achieve something exactly how we envision it. Uh -huh. But there's no story there if that happens that way. You know, like I went to grad school because I was so unfulfilled in my mall job. Mm -hmm. you know, and my, my law firm job. And I uh, created my blog and got into photography because I was unfulfilled and not like 100% at my um, counseling job. And so it's like, it's giving you opportunities to move forward and become better as a person That's and really a business good. person. So That's really good. Yeah. And it also goes back to what we always talk about, no time is time wasted. Mm -hmm. Like everything gets you to, to where you're yeah. supposed to be. Supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, to wrap it up, we've been asking this question since we started the podcast in January, and now we only have less two than months. two months left, but what is something you're looking forward to for the rest of 2019? I am looking forward to uh, a slower calendar. So I've dedicated the, the rest of this year to really focusing on creating as, as valuable of a course as possible for my students and, and promoting it. And so I've kind of blocked off my calendar to not over like be overwhelmed with client shoots so that I can wake up and just feel like I'm not rushed mm -hmm. and that I can just like focus on this task that I feel like is super important. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I too. was going to say, you yeah. were just talking about that. It must be, this is the time for photographers to kind of like, yeah, I think so. Wrap up and reset. is next weekend nice. until March. I have so. one in, uh, later this month. My last one too. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. nope, I'm not doing any more this year. Yep. Yeah. Not that I don't still love them. I'm just like excited need a to break. have right. a, a downtime to reset and feel really inspired to move into the next business and that's, season. That's essential. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've heard about, um, someone mentioned this. I forgot who it was, but he was like, athletes can um, exercise to the point where they injure themselves. But creatives also have a similar phenomenon where like if you're mm -hmm. trying to go so much, you could... You can break that. Yeah. Like your creative spirit is, is kind of fragile. Yeah. You have and to recharge. So you have to, you have to rest. In order to pour out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Love that. So true. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks for so having me. So insightful. Yeah. Thank it's you so awesome. much for coming Who knew out. guys were such good guys? I know, right? What the heck? Maybe we have to do this more. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a guy listener. <laughs> I know. We've got to have a few. We've got to have a few. Yeah, me. So yeah, we've got Kevin. We've got 
Michael. Our, our husband yeah. sometimes. Sometimes Jordan. Sometimes Jordan listens. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for Thanks for having me. For yeah, being we, here we already with us. said where to find you, right? Yeah, yeah. KevinFleiches.com. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and on Instagram. We'll link your Instagram. Instagram, YouTube, yeah. all, the, all the things on the show notes. Perfect. Any announcements that we have? Other than Soul being three nights a week? Soul's no. three nights a week, y'all. Come on. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 7 p.m. Oh, I have an announcement. Okay, go um, Our workshop, Prosper Workshop, there's going to be a big announcement on Monday, November 11th. You have an announcement for an announcement. Yes. Mm, so just meta. be on the lookout. There's going to be a post. You might have an opportunity to come. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to speak to you. We're gonna soon. let you sit on that. Yeah, in your cars Just or wherever. Just be on the lookout for this. it. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye.